0: Welcome to this week's episode of Social Justice Matters, the podcast from Social Justice Ireland. My name is Suzanne Rogers, and I'm Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Our podcasts come in three different formats. We've our seminar series, where we listen back to some of the most important presentations we've had at past events. We've our 10-minute lesson series, where we aim to educate and inform listeners particular areas of policy, giving a brief overview somewhere in the range of 8 to 15 minutes and really just hitting on the key points that we think people need to know. And then we have our interview series where we chat to experts on a range of policy areas. But this week, it's one of those. I'm joined by Matt Shields, who's Country Manager for Parkrun Ireland, and he chats with me about this I suppose unique community and volunteer led health movement that grew from just 13 people in a park in Bushy in North London and spread to 22 countries across the world. We hope you enjoy. The first thing I want to do, Matt, is thank you very much. You've been very patient with me. I have been hounding you for a considerable length of time to do this. So firstly, I appreciate your time and your energy and your expertise. And I suppose the second thing to do is maybe let people know that we're not going to talk about running. So we're not going to be giving out tips, apart from maybe stretch before and after. I don't know if you've got any tips you want to give people running wise and we get that out of the way.
1: No, that, that's, a, that's, a different, that, that's a different life. Was <laughs> a time, but no longer.
0: <laughs> we are going to focus, I suppose, on what I see as the social justice Angle of Park Run, which I just think is is a phenomenal movement, really, isn't it? So can you begin Matt, I suppose at the very beginning and maybe just let me know the genesis of Park Run, where it began?
1: Yeah, well, it began uh, some time ago with uh, Paul Sinhuod, and Paul went through several challenges, in his personal life. Uh, his running was his main outlet and meeting his mates, and then he got injured actually fell over a dog <laughs> so he was completely completely isolated and you know that he, he needed a little bit of support. so he dreamt up the scheme that he would hold a time trial for his buddies and he would time them and everything and give them results every week and the agreement that he made with them was that he would do this provided they would all come to the cafe with them afterwards and sit down and spend some time and socialize. And that basically was the concept that started. Uh, the first event was 13 people. And the 13 people, uh, word got about and grew. I think the calf experience was a big part of it. Uh, so there, there come a realisation that this is not really just about the run. In fact, the people that were turning up, you know, were maybe not the, the, the elite club runners. So there was an, there was an early realisation that there's something here that's more than the run that people need. It's the social aspect. And that really was the how run started
0: if you're an elite club runner you have a club with within which to do that so there are running clubs all across the country that's not what park run provides as you said it's the the community and voluntary aspect of it so it's that sense of coming together to be with other people in this Mm. space
1: if it was just about going it was just about the run you know you could run from home you could probably save yourself i don't know half an hour's travel each way yeah. uh get it come in get a shower get on with your day everything else but you don't actually go to park run for the run yeah. you go to park run you do for the community and for the social interaction like some people do go to park run and challenge themselves so they do a lot of people go to park run and actually it's maybe their slowest run of the week okay so it is and it's getting more and more so like one of the, one of the kpis we have is uh at the average run time and the the average run time is getting slower
0: very good yes yes because it isn't about the
1: run yeah it's not about the run so we're getting more and more people that are coming from uh, a more sedentary background that are slower runners plus we're getting a lot of runners that are running slow Okay. You know, people are coming along, they're interacting, they're, it, it's about the it's about the, the social aspect, being able to talk to people. Like for my own part, certainly when I go to my local park run, when I know people, I start off at the back of the table, <laughs> <laughs> because it gives me the opportunity to speak to so many people on the way through. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a saunter, a park saunter.
1: Park saunter, a saunter in the park.
0: <laughs> saunter in the park, that's it. Like
1: real we, we'll trade markets. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll cut this bit out and then we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the patent and then, then we'll, uh, I'll add it back in then after we've done that. But it has grown, hasn't it? I mean, can you give me a sense of how many events are held across the world now, I suppose, and even the sort of countries where it's spread to?
1: Yeah, well, like I say, the, the early start was in Bushy with Paul back, what is 2004, so it is. And from there, from there, it, it sort of way started to grow around England, naturally. And it went till I think it went to Wimbledon and then maybe Leeds and places like this. And as it grew in England, then there's interest started to come from other places. So three other places that come up pretty soon were Northern Ireland, which is to do with us, uh, Australia and South Africa. And they started off and then it grew very quickly in all of them countries. It's now in 23 countries worldwide. We have about uh, 350,000 a week and about two participating at about 2,000 different events. In Ireland, it came to Ireland in 2010 at the Waterworks in Belfast. We started the first one there. And then in 2012, it started to grow in Northern Ireland. And then in 2012, we had the first one. So we had in Dublin at Malahide. And since that, we now have a hundred and 130, 140 events in the ROI, and possibly about 40, 50 events in Northern Ireland. Forgive me, I should not know these figures. <laughs> they keep changing. They keep starting new events. <laughs> so, island of Ireland, we're now looking at maybe about uh, 200 events, that maybe about 8, 10 15,000 people weekly participating. So it is, and Ireland actually is, per head of population, the highest density of events and participants in any country.
0: Wow. So we like to be out in nature. We like the we like parkrun, I suppose, as a as a nation.
1: I, I think as a nation the community element sits quite nice. So it does. We we're very community based, we're very community organized, and we would tend to have that sort of community support and organizations already in place. So when Parkrun come along with this this uh, community ethos and support it fitted very very nicely so it did with Ireland and I think that is why it has grew so well for us
0: and it is entirely organized and run and supported by volunteers
1: yes yeah. again with the community aspect you know we, we survey try to promote as much as possible this is your event uh, mm-hmm. you, you need to get involved you need to sustain it uh, we certainly look for anywhere we see there would be people coming along from, let's say, a professional or a works background to say, look, I'd like to start this and stuff and all the rest. And we said, look, that's really good. That's really fantastic that you want to do this for the community. But really, we have much, much prefer that the community start this and sustain it. It, it is completely sustained by community volunteers that are an absolutely fantastic uh, army of people that are so embracing and do so much good work all through the country. And it's not only just the volunteering they do at park runs, the other things that you, you keep reading week on week that they're also getting involved in. So it is so like the the park run volunteer community I think is exceptional.
0: It's the benefits of volunteering for anything makes you feel better. So giving your time is your most precious commodity and your energy. So to give that away is is a huge it's a, it's a big deal, I think to, you know to, to give of your time back to other people, but you get so much back in that I think in, in what you get out of it. And there's so many different roles, I suppose even if we we might just spend a couple of minutes maybe just explaining if somebody was to register for Park run, what actually happens on the day and what the volunteers do, how it's set up.
1: Well, with, with Park run, any participant then like we see participation as volunteering walking. Uh, Wog, jog, run, volunteer. We say that all forms of participation and all equally valued and all recognised in their own way. So it is. But uh, basically, anybody looking to participate at Park Run, we ask them, first of all, to register. Whenever they register online, they'll get by return uh, a unique barcode, which we ask them to print. So it is laminate, save, whatever you do. <laughs> but keep that barcode. That is your unique identifier at any Park Run, any week, anywhere in the world. So the volunteering couldn't be easier. You know, if you want to volunteer for an event, you can just drop them a little email, say you're available. Uh, so it is you, you can ramp up and say, do you need any volunteers? I'm available. The only thing that you need to bring with you is your barcode. We have rules that suit everybody. So we have, uh, if you turn around and say, look, I'm, I don't like doing public speaking, that's okay. You don't have to do it. If you say, look, I would also like to run, we have rules that you can do that. You can help with the course setup, you can uh, help with the course takedown, you can write the run report so it is if you turn around and say look i'm happy to volunteer but i need to get away early yeah again we have rules and do that if there's if you say look you're not comfortable in public speaking as i said earlier there's rules you don't have to do that but the rules are all simple uh they're all easily trained on the day and we can accommodate so we can like all sorts of rules if it's a case of say have to bring the child along. Yes, you can volunteer with family. You can bring the family along with you. You can bring kids with you so you can, in fact, volunteering and volunteering in the family setting is probably one of the most rewarding. And we know we've we done a health and wellbeing survey, so we did back in 2018. And the outcomes of what we got out of that is we, we find the, the benefits that there was of run both mental and physical, and they, they were quite considerable. But the people that received the biggest benefit was actually the volunteers. And when you think about it, yes, it would do, because the volunteers have the biggest social interactions. So from certainly a social inclusion point of view, volunteering at Park Run, yeah, it's the way that you get the most back.
0: If it's a small event, if it's a big event, I mean, some events have hundreds of runners, you get to meet an enormous amount of people on that morning. And I think because it's that sort of egalitarian sense of it that money isn't an issue, you don't need the kit The runners, the best runners, and it doesn't, it doesn't rely on having, there's no financial output either, as you said, you need to register and you need to scan your, you need to print off your barcode. And that's the only financial outlay that's really involved in it.
1: the the, the aim always has been to reduce the barriers and we constantly review the barriers and try to remove as many as possible and certainly the financial one is one that Paul was adamant from the very start there will be parkruns will be free to participate for all time so it is and you're right there's a a big role of volunteering like personally barcode scanning I think is fantastic you know for somebody like myself with my memory you get these people come and tell you about the card with their name on it It's, it's a great way to meet people yeah. so it is
0: it's about that kind of engagement and again it's about engaging with people in your community that you may not otherwise we do tend to operate in silos we tend to you either hang around with the people that you went to school with or you hang around the people that you work with or you're within your own family so sometimes you don't engage with people who are much older or people who are much younger people with different physical and mental abilities than you we, we don't often have the opportunity to engage in a social out so in terms of gender gender identity ethnicity background it is an opportunity as well to do all of that in a space that's very welcoming and very warm and very i think it's very celebratory as well isn't it i mean you get the round of applause when you get to the finish line regardless of whether you're first middle or last you know people are cheering you on there's no judgment if you are the last which i tended to be quite a lot <laughs> you know no, no,
1: you, you, you wouldn't be the tail walker to be last.
0: well I, I would be doing both <laughs> because it, it, it suited because i knew i was going to come in last anyway but there was no sense of eye rolling or tushing or you know if people had to be there an extra six or seven minutes waiting for me to finish that was fine that was part of it
1: Mm-hmm. no it, it is a very non-judgmental community and like you say it's a very very broad spectrum and like I, I know sort of events that have known people for years and years at parkrun spoke to them every week and actually never really got around to saying and by the way what is it you do and yeah. um, mm-hmm. there there is nothing there, there is no social you know economic status at parkrun we're, we're all equal everybody's equal, everybody looks the same, Uh, you just approach a person as a person. So very welcoming, non-judgmental, supportive community that I would say anybody at all can come into and integrate into without any great difficulty.
0: The health benefits of it, the mental health benefits of it as well, and I suppose it it was the fact that it was people who maybe can't People who, wheelchair users, can engage with parkrun and, and either volunteer or use the the course. So it, it doesn't even require that you walk or run. You can still engage in in this activity for people maybe with, as I said, whatever your level of ability is, that there's a role for you in parkrun. And as you said, it, that's where you really see the benefits, isn't it? It
1: is, yes. we We would have wheelchair users in quite a lot of places and in fact my nephew's in a wheelchair and would go along to parkrun each week uh he has cerebral palsy and he absolutely loves it uh, the opportunity to interact again it's not about it. yeah. <laughs> it's not actually going around the course it, it's yeah. the interaction that he can get with people at parkrun and with the parkrun community
0: yeah and it's the age as well so, does, does there's a Parkrun for little ones is it 2k i think of a sunday morning
1: yeah, we we have the five k events, so we have on a Saturday morning at half nine, so it is, and then we have the two k events, so we have for four to fourteen year olds on a Sunday morning at half nine. And the idea behind the two k events is basically is just about getting children into early patterns of fun activity, and the emphasis is on fun. It's not on competition or anything like that. And with the junior events, we have uh, a warm up, which can be great fun. And uh, another unique volunteering role, if you want to have something that's, you know, great fun with the kids, yes, volunteer to do the warm-up. The parents can run with the children if they're feeling, you know, unsure of themselves or don't want to do it by themselves. But what we find is, yes, they come along and they want mommy and daddy to run with them for the first few weeks. And then after that, they actually don't want mommy and daddy with them. That's not cool. (laughs) So they, they develop their own confidence and they move on and you know it's good you see the kids coming through and we actually see the kids then starting to volunteer take on some of the roles so like when you when you see a 10 a year old stand up with a high-vis jacket that looks like an overcoat and do the run brief yeah that's fantastic wow.
0: yeah, yeah yeah so she it's an then, element of competition as well but it's it's a fun event that there's no pressure to be forced there's no pressure to be second there's no pressure to be yeah faster
1: every week there's none of that no and some kids being kids you know they will compete so that but we definitely don't we definitely don't promote that or we definitely don't push that and uh we, we would have reward systems in the senior and in the junior events but in the junior events they get armbands so they do for every when they achieve like a half marathon marathon ultra status and we present them with these armbands so we do a junior park run and again you know it's great to be called up in front of the crowd and given your ultra band so it is a highlight and then you can take that into school and boast what you've done. Uh, in, in the senior event then we give out milestone t-shirts so in the seniors you have a junior 10 for 10 runs uh, you would have the 50, the 100 and the 500 so you would for uh, the seniors so it is so the T-shirts are free. The only thing you have to pay for is the postage. And the great thing about them is they they can't be it can't be purchased. They have to be earned. You have to do the hundred runs. You have to do the fifty runs. So they are much beyond the value of them is much beyond the value of the T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: They are they are a badge of honor, and they they are, you know, we they are a very strong motivating factor. So they are amongst parkrun. I don't know
0: if you'd know this. Is there somebody who has done an extraordinary number of park
1: runs globally or yeah. in ireland
0: i suppose either or. Well,
1: well globally yes there is people that are up i'm not quite sure if the numbers now but naturally since the first ones that started were you know around London, yeah. there's people in around london that are on ultra high numbers and i don't honestly know i think it's maybe in around like something like about 700 or something uh-huh. like this but in Ireland in general, you know, we're we're only going to ten years, so yeah. the five hundred t shirt is just about obtainable, okay. and we would have now maybe one two three four. We maybe have about six people in the north of Ireland that have reached five hundred, okay. and I would say, given that then the south of Ireland started two years later, you'll start to see the five hundred t shirts now rolling into uh, the, the south of Ireland. So you will pretty pretty soon. And
0: what color are yeah. they? Because I know they're all blue. They're blue. Different they're, blue. Okay.
1: they're blue. Yeah, the volunteer T-shirts in the north of Ireland, they would tend to be pink. On the south of Ireland, they're yellow. Okay. So it doesn't to do with the brand and to do with the, the the orange, the apricots you see are actually a purchased item. Right. That, you know, park runners that want to have something that is unique can actually brand it for their event, right? So that they can purchase these. And again, the apricots are very popular. It's this identification, it is your park run.
0: It signals your tribe.
1: Yeah, signature tribe, it's, it's belonging different. to the background
0: I pulled a couple of quotes that I thought were interesting, even look at this in a policy framework. So, the programme for government sets a vision for an Ireland of all ages where the arts and culture thrive and sport inspires us to lead healthier and better lives in an Ireland that's a welcoming place for all visitors whether they're here on holiday to learn to seek refuge or for business. So, it's an Ireland for people of all ages, and I suppose there's that thing there of seeking refuge and for everybody so you have in Ireland we have a park run for Sanctuary Runner called the Sanctuary Runners and there's a park run in a prison is that right?
1: We in Ireland we have park runs in three prisons okay so we have uh I don't think it's any secret <laughs> the, the the one that probably you're, you're f- familiar with would be the one in Mount Joy yes. which, is what the, which is Progression Park Run and Uh, Yes, it's an absolutely unique experience to go in and do that. But as you say, we engage with a lot of groups and we look to take parkrun basically to the people and to the communities that would benefit the most. That's the areas that we'd be proactive in. So we have a lot of different engagements. Taking parkruns into prisons obviously would be one that, you know, the people would benefit greatly from that, and they do. Uh, The other one then is we have a group that uh, engages heavily with parkrun, which is the Sanctuary Runners. So it is, and they're basically people, you know, to run in, uh, to run in solidarity with people living in direct provision. So it is ordinary people plus people living in direct provision run together as the sanctuary runners, and they would be heavily, heavily, attending park runs all around the country, everywhere. Plus, they, they would also go to longer events, but I, I think park run is their their home event. <laughs> so it is. Uh, We we also have an initiative then with uh, the move charity called 5k Your Way, where once a month, so it is at selected events, there would be uh, a a place where people can come along that have been touched by cancer and meet together and share, you know, mutual support and exchange. And, you know, maybe somebody that's on the start of their journey can come along and maybe run and chat to somebody that's near and has been through that journey and give some comfort and some support. Admittedly, a councillor can't because their experience counts for so much more. So it is. And we would have various other engagements through the year that we would target certain demographics, like it could be female participation. So it can it, and can be, well, a whole range of different things. So it is. So we are increasingly looking at who participates at Parkrun and to make it more and more and more inclusive. And yes, there is lots of groups that come to us. The, the vision that you described there, you know, about uh, a community that's active, inclusive, with a happier, 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 healthier Ireland. Yes, I, I think we very much are on song with that policy.
0: I suppose the only, th- I'm just sort of thinking with the prison park run, the only thing that's different is that the results aren't publicized. So when you have your barcode, there's a website for each, or there's a page on the website for each park run, and you can see. So, you know, your and mine results would be available, was in the public realm.
1: Well, the the prison results are available in the public realm. The only thing is, the names are all anonymous. The names
0: are gone. Right. Okay.
1: So it is. So, you can see how many people say ran a certain event, but if you're looking at the names, they not mean nothing to you. Right. <laughs> <Got They're> you. <laughs>
0: who so they <laughs> oh, very good yes yeah. so that the, the fact that there's even a, a workaround for that you know what i mean that, mm-hmm. that there was a suggestion of okay well the way we operate means that we do we have a public site that has all of this information on it we can see who's the you know who's running at what level that as you said as a community you've been able to adapt to provide solutions so that whatever the barriers are they are constantly being lifted out of the way to ensure that people can engage
1: and if you think about the prisons you know there, there is a very very strong uh, social isolation aspect of being in prison naturally so like there's two there's two big benefits come out of them the first of it is that you know the prisons that are comfortable that would bring guests in by arrangement and certainly in the, the, the events that I've visited, you've come in, you've done your park run, it's a normal park run, it feels exactly like a park run outside. And then afterwards, we have went to the CAF and everybody has sat down. I'm going to say everybody, that means staff, uh, participating prisoners, and also outsiders, and everybody sat down in the CAF like a normal CAF on a Saturday morning after any other normal park run and sat and talked about uh, running and everything else. And that sort of interaction is very very valuable so it is for the inmates the participating inmates and the other thing is that say their result is anonymized on the site but they can share their identity with their family so they can have family on the outside doing a park run while they're doing a park run on the inside and they can compare and track and talk about how was your park run this week at what time did you do? I see you done a certain time. So it's also like a, a virtual connection with their family and the outside world. So the, the prison park runs are very, very valuable to the inmates. So they are with breaking down that sort of social inclusion. So it is and yeah, it's a great initiative.
0: Yeah, I mean that brings me on I suppose to another quote that I pulled out which is from the NESC wellbeing framework and again they're looking at I suppose what wellbeing means and loneliness uh, was seen as a particularly powerful indicator of indicators under social connection with particular importance for rural areas. And as you said, not only rural areas, but people who are not able to engage with a huge number of people and that green space and access to nature again was another positive indicator that was highly related to wellbeing. Those are two key aspects of wellbeing is coming together to combat loneliness and that access to green space and then access to nature. So parkrun ticks both of those really, doesn't it?
1: It does. It ticks both of those things. And like you say, the rural isolation. In the early days, the parkruns went to, was all the low hanging fruits. So when we went to the, the big city centre parks, Marley's, St Anne's, Malahide, so it is, and that's how parkrun grew through the country. But increasingly what we're finding now is that, you know, we're going to smaller and smaller and smaller communities and it keeps me the wonderful events that come out of some of these smaller communities you know we're maybe not going into communities of a thousand two thousand people and setting up a park run which initially 10 years ago we'd say it'll never work in that size of a community well actually it does <laughs> because what you're saying you know the, the isolation in them communities that put something like the park run in that they come down every week uh, you don't all have to walk you can just come down and volunteer uh, go to the cafe afterwards have a chat and everything else it's it's become the focus it's become the central meeting point so it is for the community for the week as we said at the start it's not about the run it's
0: not about the run because people do it in Zimmer frames people do it with walking sticks it's not about the run
1: no so it is well we're seeing most of the park runs that are starting now are starting in small communities, and th- this is really breaking down this uh, rural, you know, isolation, loneliness, coming people together. So it is giving people the opportunity to meet on a Saturday morning and socialise. So it is, and. Uh, I think the model going forward will be we'll see lots and lots of park runs in these sort of smaller communities. A few more coming in the inner cities and, you know, the, any parks that, that become available. But I think we've fairly well reached all of them sort of communities. The communities that we're reaching going forward, I think, will be like smaller rural communities. And of course, junior park run. Junior park run has so much potential to go to so many places. <laughs>
0: You get that parkrun tourism as well that you're, so that you can almost add it into your, it's part of your holiday for a lot of people, isn't it, that you'll you'll check out the local one.
1: Parkrun becomes a way of life and yeah, I'm guilty too. So we're going somewhere, you know, is there a parkrun there? Well, maybe we shouldn't go there then. <laughs> so you're no longer checking out the hotels, the facilities, the restaurants. You're now checking out. You know, is there a park run nearby? <laughs> and, and hold on, we'll read up and see what the course is like. Uh, yes, park run tourism has become a major thing, and you know, it, it, people are used to having their park run every week. And I know there's, I know lots and lots of park runners that organise their holidays around. Is there a park run available at this location? And, uh, so it is. And then we have lots of. What would you say self-generating competitions like the alphabet like collecting a park run with a starting with a b c d recording all them recording running all of the park runs in ireland rec- running all of the park runs in northern ireland there, there's so many competitions and there's so many things in there that w- we haven't created these yeah, 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 yeah. the community have self-generated all these things that keep them interested and you know, every time you go to an inaugural like I present, an inaugural two weeks ago, and there was people from Kerry, uh, Waterford, Dublin. There was people from all over the island of Ireland that travelled to actually Leitrim for the start of this event. And you know that that community, that it just shows you that this is not a this is not just an isolated community at an event. This actually is a national community. So it is of partners that all feel related to each other and all feel part of a a bigger organization.
0: And as you said, regardless of socioeconomic background, regardless, I suppose, regardless of any, you, you know, any any kind of individual identifier. So no matter how an individual feels about themselves, it doesn't really matter.
1: Doesn't matter. No. It doesn't, you know? It, it, it's completely independent of ability, ethnicity, uh, religion. There's nothing these things don't come until tilt. At Parkrun, you're a four seven zero four two. That's it. That's who you
0: are.
1: <laughs> Everything else goes out the window. Yeah. You yeah. you are a Parkrunner a whatever, and that's your identity at Parkrun. And
0: if you're after a personal best, that's your business. And if you're not there's nobody pushing you there's nobody, you know, nobody only, you. yeah because nobody you're the only person who's monitoring your own progress or lack of or you know what you're going for whatever you get out of
1: it any pressures or any targets are the pressures and targets that you place on yourself they're certainly not placed on you from any uh expectation of park run yeah. it, it's it if there's an expectation to run fast it's one that you're putting on yourself you, you're looking to improve yourself which is good yeah which is good we're not knocking it but it's not actually um, it's not actually what we're about
0: yeah it's not it's not the focus of it and I think what, what I found as well was very interesting was that the start times will differ across the world depending on temperatures and if there's a barrier yeah. you get past it
1: yeah we, we have to be sympathetic to local conditions like you know the temperatures what the temperatures can reach say if we started at half nine in australia mm. that could be getting quite dangerous. <laughs> quite dangerous so it is equally you know they start say i think it's seven or eight o'clock so it is well if we start at seven o'clock say in the winter i think we would have to cancel most of the events due to frost and ice and stuff so we, we yes we have to be sensitive to local conditions so we do and it, it does vary throughout the world and the times and stuff in the, in the, that we, we start at for that reason
0: like the key messages come
1: the key messages come yes we we look to remove the barriers and it is quite we, we do want it to be something that quite literally you get out of bed open the blinds that's a nice morning i think i'll go to parkrun
0: um, or alternatively, it's raining out. I think I'll go to Parkrun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: What's what's next for Parkrun Ireland?
1: Well, next next for Parkrun Ireland this is in the short term, you know, we have just been through COVID, we have saw the effect of COVID. Uh, social isolation has been a, a big factor. Uh, and what we're finding is that you know there's a lot of people that have been through COVID and being laid off and stuff and trained from home and are maybe coming out of lockdown in a better condition than they went into, the but there's equally a lot of people coming out of lockdown in a worse condition that have oh lost <laughs> that have lost their way, that are feeling unfit, that have lost a wee bit of self-esteem, confidence, uh, or, or maybe just not comfortable, you know in crowds and things and all so there is work to be done so there is helping people to get back out again to integrate back into society to feel included to get active so there is so we have a campaign coming in september and october which is we're going to encourage people to come to park run and walk and so we're going to have the park walk campaign run september and october but we're also going to have an emphasis in there and you know you don't need to come and walk. You can come and volunteer and watch and see, build it from there and maybe walk after a few weeks. And we're also going to have uh, an engagement in October because that's the World Mental Health Month with Mental Health Ireland where we'll have a different theme every week based on the five steps to health. Um, luckily, somebody somebody organized to have five weeks in October. So that's it. <laughs> Thank you. You'll take it we'll take it so uh yes up and coming in ireland is a walking campaign september october also an element of concentrating and volunteering even if you feel you don't you're not able to walk you can come along and volunteer and get used to parkrun until you do feel you're ready to walk and also we will have an element of mental health and mental health awareness so we will in october Uh, that's everything that we have on the agenda for ireland In the foreseeable future
0: busy enough busy enough so fingers crossed as you said the community is growing all the time i i suppose we we would probably both encourage people to go online register print off your barcode and get involved in whatever capacity you choose to
1: and and the big message is you don't have to run you don't have to run you know you can come along to park run you can come along and spectate and if you if you think it's something you would like to get further involved in, then maybe the next day just come along and volunteer. Get to meet people. Get to meet the community. And then through time, when you feel comfortable, you can walk. And you know, maybe by this time next year, we could have you running five k. And <laughs> if it takes that long, yes, that's okay. That's it. Yeah. That's
0: but exactly. You don't ever have you don't
1: ever have to run five k.
0: And you can still be you can still be a huge part of that community. I think that's really the key message is that. This isn't, we might finish where we started, which is that it isn't about the run.
1: It isn't about the run. It's about the community. And there's so many different ways that you can be part of that community other than coming down and doing the run. So, you know, if you're feeling isolated, if you you feel that you need to get out, you need to meet people, uh, you need to get active, you, you need to make a change in your life for the better, we would love to see you.
0: That is the perfect note, I think, to end it on, Matt. So thank you so much for your time. I wish you the best of luck. And I really do need to get my runners on and get back out there. So I, I, I for one, I'm motivated anyway. So thank you so much.
1: And thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. Take care.
1: Good morning. Bye
0: bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it useful. And if you have any ideas for future podcasts, any conversations you'd like us to have, Please feel free to email us at secretary at socialjustice.ie with your suggestions. Until next time, stay safe.